legacy requires leadership. And if we begin with the end in mind and we think about the whole arc of your journey, the whole arc of your career and leaving a legacy, it begins at the beginning with asking this question, who do I need to become at each stage of my journey? Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And it's wonderful to be with all of you here today. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. We're going to have a leadership conversation, Dr. Stephen. I am thrilled to have this because I know that everyone who has chosen to listen in and lean in is a leader. So welcome leaders to this meeting. Thank you for joining us in our conversation about leadership, which I would say, Dr. Stephen, that the CEO transformation which we speak about regularly is the transformation from a laborer to a leader. And today we're going to talk about styles of leadership and we're going to organize this in a way where I, I believe it's going to be enlightening and empowering. It's going to be convicting and hopefully it'll help you get some direction on where you need to go moving forward as you continue to scale your remarkable business. Dr. Steven, so good to be with you as always, and uh, really, really excited about the conversation we get to have today. I'm super psyched, as always, Dr. Pete. Hey, it's Friday. We're in the studio. We are rocking and rolling already. You and I already kicked things off with a good, at least, hour of uh, conversation to get our our hearts right and our get our heads right, and get our hands around what it is we're going to uh, talk about and get our feet moving. So uh, excited to have a conversation about the second side of the Rubik's Cube, which is your leadership and specifically your leadership style. Um, as you know, we all know that here we are, we're always vision casting as leaders, as CEOs. You know, our job as the visionary is to keep a better tomorrow out in front of everybody on our team and, uh, and all of our patients, our clients, our customers. You know, that's the job of the CEO, right? So for us to be able to cast a vision for where do we want to be three years from now? And based on that vision, where do we have to be one year from now? One thing we know is true is the leader that got us to where we are today is not going to be the same leader that that next iteration and dare I say the, the three-year future iteration of your business is going to call for and require of you, right? So we're all constantly making this transformation and ascension uh, as leaders and, you know, we have got to be out in front of it. Right? So uh, it's, it's not going to manifest itself and you're going to show up one day and be like, oh, wow, how did you get here? I guess I'm going to need to grow up. <laughs> so this is a conversation that's going to, you know, it's going to be a bit nebulous, you know, but I think that it's going to be convicting enough. We'll make it practical enough where people will feel equipped to say, all right, now I'm going to be more intentional. I'm going to be more intentional about my leadership style. And recognizing that, oh, yeah, man, this is actually a muscle that I've got to develop. It's going to be a great conversation. Yeah, I think, I think we want to keep it, you know, like you said, somewhat organized here. And there's so much great 
education and content out on leadership, you know, and, and I think Dr. Steven, you and I both have been students of uh, leadership and uh, in our journeys, as we have discussed. And uh, what I believe today we're going to do is make it really practical for you, you know, and so the question we I want to open today with is the question that we ask ourselves as we look to solve any issue and troubleshoot any issue within the context of our business which is the leadership side of the Rubik's Cube. And the leadership side of the Rubik's Cube, which is the second side of the Rubik's Cube, asks the question, who do I need to become? So it's a question of becoming, which implies it's, a, it's that you're on a journey and there is a, um, there is a next stage, there's a next level, and there is the, uh, an evolution or a revolution or a maturity, there is a development process in leadership. And what I love about that question is, regardless of where you are in your journey, whether you're a launcher, you're a builder, a scaler, or you're in exit, wherever you find yourself on the, the journey in the seasons of your remarkable career, is it, the question is relevant at every stage. And so as you're listening in and we're talking about this, because if you're launching the question, who do I need to become as I launch going from, let's say, student being in a student mode now to being a, a business owner, being identifying yourself as a doctor. Now you're a business owner. That is a major transformation going from being a doctor in launch who's doing pretty much everything yourself to going to build where you're going to start building a team around you and building that practice to going from being, I built this awesome practice to now I'm going to scale it. And I'm going to go from being that laborer who just serves and gives and loves. And, and I've, I've done it all by, you know, a lot of brute force. And, you know, I've been able to make this happen and gotten to a certain level of success. But for me to grow to the next level, something's going to have to change. And that's that transformation from labor into leader, asking ourselves the question, who do I need to become? And when you go from in scaling, to the point where you're going to transition to an exit, the question you need to ask yourself as the leader in that process is who do I need to become in that transformation so that there is a graceful, so that there is a profitable exit, so that you actually leave and lead a legacy. Legacy requires leadership. And if we begin with the end in mind and we think about the whole arc of your journey, the whole arc of your career and leaving a legacy, it begins at the beginning with asking this question, who do I need to become at each stage of my journey? And so that's, I want to start there, Dr. Steven, just by saying, hey, we'll set the frame here for where we're going to go. We're always coming back to that question because it's a question of, of transformation on the journey. It's, it's a great frame. Um, and I want, I, want to make, I want to make this very, um, very real for people like, this is going to hit the ground on Monday if you let it, right? So, you know, the reality is, is that Leadership is so incredibly powerful and, you know, we can think of this as this esoteric thing, but the reality is, is like, if you watch real business, like if you watch big business, big business is really fascinating. It's very informative, right? So you can imagine there are these billion dollar, $10 billion, $100 billion companies that have leaders. They have, let's call it a CEO, right? So a CEO is the leader, that chief executive officer of a 10 billion, 50 billion, 100 billion or more dollar company. And if something's not right with the business, if the business is not growing to its next iteration, they replace that leader. Think about that for a second. 
that leader was probably getting paid $100 million a year to lead a $10 million, $50 billion, uh, t- uh, $10 billion or $50 billion or $100 billion company uh, last Friday. And now Monday, we put a new person in charge. <laughs> think about that for a second. It's like, how critically important is leadership? Like, who is the leader? So if you can imagine the, that the way it works is, you know, you know your ascension, you go from owner operator, you make the ascension to CEO, and then you make the ascension where you're going from working in the business to working on the business. Well, the next ascension is going working on the business to working above the business. When you're working above the business, that's when you are like on the board, when you're like a board member. If you're looking at the business like an investor, right? So the board's job is to protect the interests of the stockholders, right? So if the leadership is not right, they will change the leadership. That's their job. That's what the board does. So I want you to just recognize it's like, like no one's messing around when it comes to who is leading this well-established organization, right? So, and what can we learn from that? We can learn everything from that. That's how important the person in charge is. Okay, I don't want to, I want to make sure you're not, that's, this is not lost on you. Okay. So the question is, is like, nobody's going to replace you Monday or next year. And there's no, you probably don't have a board. Right. So it's like, so you've got to recognize that's like, wow, that's, that's incredibly important to my organization for us to go to the next level for us to achieve our potential, reach our goals, get into that next iteration is I've got to become that next level leader that they would replace me with. (laughs) So if I, if I were to replace myself, who would I hire and put in charge to get us to that next level, right? So that's what I mean by this is going to be an esoteric conversation initially is I want you to recognize how incredibly important and powerful this is and how it's a worthwhile conversation for you to put your, to wrap your mind around this and say, hey, yeah, you know what? I'm going to become more mindful of this. I'm going to become more deliberate about this. I'm going to become more intentional about this, right? And we're going to give you some nuts and bolts and give you some terminology and some language that you can use so that you and your office manager or your COO or your spouse or whoever's on your leadership team, you guys can start using some language that'll organize the conversation and make it much more fruitful. Yeah. When I, you know, when you were, when you were just talking about that, I, I thought about, wow, like, cause I know companies and, you know, we have read enough books about companies rise, the rise and fall of great companies. And usually what they actually focus on one of the main things is the leadership during that season or that time in the history of that company and that organization. So you're you're exactly right. And I love the concept of who do I need to become? And the next level leader that would replace you is you as the The next iteration of you. (laughs) That is the, that is the replacement plan. You are replacing yourself. And so what do I need to be working on? Who do I need to become in that transformation? And I go to back to the CEO journey and so many of our remarkable CEOs. I know many of you are listening and I just want to give you guys a shout out because you have said, I'm going to go through this transformation as painful or daunting, as exciting or <laughs> challenging as it might be or all the above, because it's, we always say it's wicked hard, but it's worth it. So it is. And you intentionally I liked how Dr. Steve, you talked about being deliberate and intentional. You intentionally choose to put yourself in environments, in places where you will be challenged, where you will be exposed and be accountable to the transformation. And I love that. And, you know, the quote that I always share is, you know, as the, the leader goes, so goes the business. And as the leader grows, so grows the business. It, 
it always comes back to leadership. And so, Dr. Stephen, I, I, I know you, you always have pictures, so you may hold a, a piece of paper up to the camera like you usually do. But I know we're going to we, we've got a little diagram that I think will help make this very practical as well. We're like you said, this will affect the affect you Monday if you're listening to this uh, over the weekend. If you're during the week, it'll affect you tomorrow. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're going to talk about the the different types of leadership. But ultimately, what we ultimately are going for is that you would en enter into the center point of it all where you are a, a well-rounded leader. So we look at two different types of leaderships. And Dr. Steve, I know we're going to unpack this. The one side of the leadership is a transactional type of leadership. And on another side, you have a relational type leadership. And we know that in our chiropractic profession, if you look across the landscape of chiropractors, and we haven't done a study on this, but we have enough of a uh, a sample to look at from the just the CEOs that we have the honor of serving and working with is that we we tend towards in the chiropractic profession to a, to attract the professional chiropractic relational leaders to more common. It's not across the board, but Dr. Stephen, I think again we don't have any data on this, but from our our experience, we have we have gathered that if you look at there is a transactional leadership style. There's the relational leadership style, and the the chiropractic profession tends to attract more of a relational leadership style. So we're going to unpack what the difference is between the transactional leadership style, the relational leadership style, and then we're actually going to talk about what would happen if you became a transformational leader and the transformational leadership style. So, Dr. Steven, let's jump in. I love this, Dr. Pete. And for the benefit of those that are watching on YouTube, I will hold up that diagram so that everybody can see what, what we're describing. For those of you who are just listening, you can imagine a Venn diagram, right? So, but it's two circles, it's two spheres overlapping, and there's a nexus, an overlapped area in the middle, right? So one of those two domains, one of those two spheres is the relational leadership style. The other sphere is the transactional leadership style. So let's break those both down before we talk about the nexus, the overlap. So a relational leadership uh, style or a relational leader is somebody that it just literally relies more on the relationships that they establish with their team members and their partners and their vendors and their clients, customers, patients, et cetera, right? So it's a, a relational leadership style usually requires somebody who has, you know, high empathy and somebody who has, it can be extra. There's lots of flavors of this, right? So it has a persuasive personality, influential, right? These are the people that have a tendency to sweep people up and win others over. And all of these things are a positive thing. It's all, you know, ultimately is like they usually show up with a lot of certainty and conviction. Um, they, they put other people at ease because it, they resonate with other people. And they, they, at the end of the day, Dr. Pete, all of this creates an environment of great trust. And people follow them because they innately trust these people, right? So that's more of a relational leadership style. Whereas a transactional leadership style is more by the book, by the numbers, by the code, by the contract, more on the expectations and agreements that are captured in writing. Things have a tendency to be more objective and more measured, right? So they have such a strength of creating clarity around what these expectations, what these agreements look like. Very often, they have a propensity towards assigning KPIs and numbers, et cetera, to these. So we are establishing you know, this transactional relationship where it's, we agree 
to follow these expectations and everything is going to be great, right? So there's a, there's more of a transactional leadership style uh, on that side of the equation, if you will. Both of these are awesome, okay? Both of these are awesome. But the problem is, is that they will leave a gap if you if you don't balance them out, okay? And it's that gap that creates the drama, that creates the upset, creates the stress, the anxiety, and the lost momentum, the lost team members, the lost relationships, right? So let's look at the shortcomings of relational, right? So on the relational side, if you're somebody who has a relationship, relational leadership style, most likely you've felt the pain of like, oh man, we never wrote that down. Or what was that agreement that we made? Or, you know, it's like you lead by uh, assumptions and fantasies as opposed to expectations and agreements, right? So it's like, oh, we'll kind of figure it out on the, as we go and we'll see how it goes. And we kind of leave everything on a handshake, if you will. And, you know, Dr. Pete, I think you and I joked offline on this is like, we're both this way, right? So it's like, Definitely. And it's relational to a fault, right? And the fault is what I'm describing is it does have a tendency over time. Time kills all deals, especially relational based ones, right? Where it's like you make one assumption, I make another. And then over time, there's a divergence in our vision story for what success looks like, what the expectations are of each other, because there was no agreements that were captured, written down, objective or what have you. So we've all seen the pain of that. You know, we all know the expression, when we assume we make an ass out of you and me. Well, that's very often how the relational leader ends up looking and feeling. Okay. So no intention of that. It's just that that's how it goes, right? So that's kind of the pain and scar tissue that you and I both have limped out of our chiropractic career carrying that. It was like, it was always our intention to have great integrous relationships and, you know, fulfill every, you know, bring everybody with us, et cetera. But there's without a doubt that it leads you wide open for upset because there's confusion and potentially disappointment, right? So that's on the relational side. Okay. Then you have on the transactional side, very often these people can feel like almost impersonal, right? Where it's not about the purpose and the mission and it's not, you know, it's, it's not hu- that the human factor can be missing, right? So where we are going by the letter of the law and the contractual side of it, because that's the way these leaders are hardwired and everything is neat and tidy. But you know what? At the end of the day, they suffer because relationships don't have 90 degree angles. They have you know, they're not corners, there's, they're rounded, right? So in a relationship, very often there's nuance, right? So it's not just black and white, there's gray areas, right? And it's those gray areas that end up, you know, usually creating stress, strain, and sometimes undermining these relationships, right? Where everything is just by the numbers and by the letter, and we don't have the emotional bond associated with being you know, in an empathetic, compassionate relationship. So very often there's some damage control that needs to be done around these these leaders who have the more transactional leadership style. So Dr. Pete, you can see that strengths come with both of them, but lots of opportunities to step in it, whichever way you fall in the spectrum. Hey guys, Dr. Pete here. I've got a giveaway for you as a thank you for listening to our remarkable CEO podcast. We have our Remarkable Attraction Immersions coming up in October, and we want to gift two $1,500 tickets to the first listener to send us a message on Instagram, one from the US and one from Australia. So please message us 
at the remarkable practice on Instagram and type in the message attraction USA or attraction AUS and we will get you your ticket. The dates and locations for the immersions are October 6th and 7th in Phoenix, Arizona and October 27 and 28 in Adelaide, Australia. Hey, hit us up on Instagram. Do it now. Be the first person and win a ticket to our attraction emergence. And we look forward to seeing you and meeting you there. So I think one of the first things that would be valuable today as you're listening to this, because we want this to become something that goes in, gets put into action and isn't just something interesting to listen to is identifying who you are. Uh, where you fall in the spectrum. Because the next thing we're going to talk about is actually where do you go from here? Once you identify, so the first step in any transformation is to is to identify where you are at, right? It's to assess and determine where you're at. So this is saying, hey, who are you as a leader? And so it's, all you have to do is reflect on your journey up to this point and listening to Dr. Steven explaining, you know, what this, you know, relational leader looks like here is how they operate and what's their strengths. And then here's shortcomings and here's a transactional leader and here's their strengths and here's their shortcomings, identifying yourself where you're at in your journey right now. And, and you may have went on a journey over the course of your career where you've identified uh, that you were more one way or the other, and you've been working on it. So I know we're talking to some very, you know, seasoned and mature leaders as well. People who have put in the work and you're working on yourself. Uh, so again, taking all that into consideration first is assess and audit and identify who you, who are you, how are you more hardwired? And, uh, that's the first step. The second step is, okay, now that I know the way that I, I have led historically, what do I do to move forward to the next level? Because Dr. Steven, like you said, there forms a nexus, which actually means that both sides actually carry good. And so how do you take the good of the relational leader style and the transactional leadership style and actually bring them together and put them in a place where, where we're, we're saying is the transformational leader leadership style and forming a transformational leadership style. And I believe, Dr. Stephen, that as you know, if you've been around listening to this podcast, that we talk about the late transformation from laborer to leader. It's a transformational identity shift and a transformational behavioral shift. And that actually is, is, is felt throughout the whole organization. And every single person within the context of the organization, even down to its customers, its shareholders, and the community would feel and should experience the effect of that transformation as you go through this, because everyone is invited into a transformation themselves. Each and every person on and within the organization will be transformed in the journey, including your patient base. And so Dr. Steven, let's talk about now the transformational leader. So this is where, again, the combination of the, the, the strengths of the relational, the strengths of the transactional come together and they form a, uh, a transformational leadership style, which is ultimately, Dr. Steven, what we're all aspiring to become and what we're inviting all of you to become. So I'm going to take like a big, bigger, biggest approach to this. So uh, just, I want to double click on something you just said there, as far as 
you know, that when the, when you have that, let's call it marriage of this leadership style and there's an awareness of, of the strengths and potential pitfalls associated with both of these leadership styles, when you do have that, that integration of them, the both of them, the overlap at that nexus is where that transformational leadership style lives, right? So, you know, there's multiple levels of transformation that are happening. The big, bigger, biggest approach on this is the big transformation that's going to happen with you is you as a leader, right? So as you make your own personal ascension, right? So, you know, but as a leader, what you recognize is that by nature, it implies people are following you. So the bigger transformation that is going to be happening is going to be your team because you you have to recognize that it's about taking your team with you, right? So, you know, good leaders create followers and the best leaders create more leaders. So you're going to be, you're going to bring your team with you and they're going to also transform, right? So that's a bigger idea, right? But the biggest idea is that your business is going to transform. Okay. And when you're in the business of saving lives, like we all are, it's a big deal when the whole business goes through its transformation, right? So this is a really interesting ascension, right? So where you're going to get, there's a lot of juice for the squeeze here, right? So, you know, so how do you do this is probably the question in your mind right now is like, so I want to make sure that you, I'm going to match this up. So that big, bigger, biggest solution is actually a big, bigger, biggest strategy also. So that, you know, that first big strategy for yourself is, is just frankly, just awareness. And now, you know, the, you know, 15 minutes ago, you were not aware, most likely now you're aware. (laughs) So congratulations. You are now aware, right? So now it's about you being intentional and being deliberate uh, about recognizing that, oh man, uh, I am more transactional and it is leaving you know, some damage in my, uh, you know, I, I make it through the forest, but I take down every tree on the way through. Right. So, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta be more sensitive to that. I gotta be more self-aware as a leader in my leadership style or, Oh no, no, no. I'm on the other side of that side of that spectrum. Oh my gosh. I've been, you know, I've been carrying these relationships in my heart, in my head, on my back, you know, for all these years. And it's like, I, I need, I need to have start employing some strategies to make sure that, you know, that I'm not just relying on winning others over and, you know, and, sw- and sweeping everybody up with every idea that I have. And, uh, you know, so there, that's the awareness piece of that. The bigger side of the solution, Dr. Pete, the next piece of this is just integrating, implementing systems, mechanisms that will protect your behavior. Okay. So recognizing, yeah, there's things I need to put in place here, right? So there are mechanisms that I can exercise that will protect me and set up guardrails. So I'm not too relational or solely relational, or I'm not too transactional or solely transactional as a leader, as an individual. Things like having like, I have an onboarding process, you know? So when I hire somebody, I know I've got the four rights. You know, it's about A players who share my core values and buy into my vision story. Check. You either check that box or you don't. Check, 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 right? So those are mechanisms that are in place. But I have an onboarding process that actually guards us about bringing in the wrong people. So there's mechanisms for that. We have we sit down and there's a PowerPoint where we walk everybody through our core values, our vision story, our purpose, our mission, our premise, right? I We walk them through the formality of an onboarding process. They get you know, we, we actually have a, an employee manual. Wow, we didn't have one of those before. That felt really transactional to me. We have a, a, we have a job 
you know, description that we give them, a formal job description. Wow, we do scorecards and KPIs and those are in place, right? So we have a competency checklist and a training schedule. You guys follow me? This, these are all mechanisms that would feel really transactional. But what you're doing is you're, is, is you are in, in introducing these mechanisms to protect you so that you have things that are captured in writing so that you can just come to expectations and agreements. And then you can get right back to your natural leadership style of winning them over and getting them excited with your passion and your purpose, et cetera. Right. So Dr. Pete, that's the bigger solution and that's far more scalable and it would have more impact when you start implementing it, putting in, you know, a system in play that all you got to do is run the system and it happens the same way for everyone, every time. The third and the biggest component of this is this is about leadership. It's not just about the leader, right? And leadership is a leadership team, okay? And we know the premise of the remarkable practice is you don't have to be awesome at everything. You got to build a team that's awesome at everything, right? And that means starting from the top. And that means your leadership team and recognizing that if this is a yin and yang, if this is the ultimate work marriage, you need to look at this thing and be like, okay, so I need to hire in my complement. If I'm a really relational leader, I need to make sure I bring in a transactional leader as my complement. So of course, you know, we're talking about the CEO, COO. If you're a big traction fan, you know, it's visionary and integrator, right? So it is, is your clinic director, your office manager, you have to offset yourself. So this is about, again, knowing yourself and knowing who you are and bringing in your complement so you can enjoy the powerful dynamic of the yin yang in your leadership team. So one part transactional, one part relational, and this is a perfect example of one plus one equals 11, and you'll enjoy the power of having a transformational leadership team. Dr. Steven, you are uh, hitting things on the head, and I want to recap and just restate a few things that you said that I think are, and I know are worth repeating. One of the words that you use, and it's interesting because as we were preparing for this episode, I had a couple thoughts and, and ideas and concepts and you just hit on them before we even talked about them. And the word, one of the words was integration. And I think what we have to get, be really intentional around, you talked about an awareness and then intention was the second stage. And what we're intentional about is the integration, the integration of the, the transactional side and, and, uh, you know, way of leading and the relational side. And there is a level of intention that's required to create the integration. So the integration is intentional. And so you want to, as a, and in a way, become the integrated leader. You have to create, to become the transformational leader, you are integrating the strengths of the relational leadership style and the transactional leadership style. And so if you are listening to this and you say, well, I am a relational leader, identify that, you know, I raise my hand like that is who I am. You may look at that and listen to Dr. Steven and, and listen to our podcast and say, I don't know anything about being a transactional leader. Like I need more of that in my life. And so what Dr. Steven said was the first thing that has to happen is actually you have to actually become a student and be intentional about learning about what would that mean to be, to integrate more transactional mechanisms into my life to protect, to govern, to you, my behaviors. So that's the first, that's the first step that Dr. Steven just said. So identifying with who you are, knowing who you are, as you're listening, you might say, wow. And this is actually Dr. Steven, what I believe we both went through. If you look at our journeys, it's interesting. 
the first awareness was, oh my goodness, I am a relational leader and I have been running this thing based on my ability to persuade and influence. And, you know, and that's worked to a point, but it's not going to work beyond this point. I'll just stay right here spinning my wheels at this place in my life. So I had to, and we've had to go get some transactional guidance, so to speak, from transactional mechanisms and systems that needed to be brought in. And that's a, that's a major change for us as leaders, putting ourselves in environments where we're learning about those things and we're being held accountable with those things. And, and that was step number one. Step two is recognizing, as you said, that I am a more relational leader. Therefore, I must bring in someone to my leadership team who is going to be different than I am, which for a lot of us is very challenging because we, we attract and want to bring in people that are just like us. And so you actually are going to get a little bit uncomfortable here. And by the way, you'll get uncomfortable and you'll stay uncomfortable because the, yeah, goal, exactly. is, <laughs> the goal is that there's this complementary energy. And that was the second word that you said that is really important, the word complementary. And instead of seeing it as you're different than me, like who's right or wrong, the goal is never to determine who is right. The goal is always to do the right thing. And so if the goal of the collision of the CEO and COO dynamic is to do the right thing, and that's how we enter into every meeting and every engagement is to do the right thing and not to be right, we actually can be productive. And that productivity is the dynamic that ultimately leads to the transformation of the third level, the biggest, which is the business. And so getting yourself right, step one, the big you know, the big ascension, the big transformation is yourself. The bigger transaction is the team. And that starts with you and the leadership team. And then the biggest is the transformation of the business, which will be the third thing that will happen, which is that ultimate transformation, Dr. Steven. I wanted to just make sure that as we're listening in and, and saying, hey, this is, how does this become practical? You have to go in and start looking for mechanisms first for yourself and systems for yourself to go through that big transformation. Second, the biggest transformation is putting yourself and building a team around you that is, that is, I like to say, strong where you're weak and identifying that, you know what, I'm gonna bring somebody who, who has a different leadership style than I have, but actually together we're gonna go farther. One plus one equals 11, as you said. And then we're gonna build a dynamic team as well about, uh, you know, across the domains of this business so that we can actually truly scale. And then as a result of that, we experience the biggest transformation as well. Look at what this business has become. And that is where it gets, gets really good. Uh, Doc, Steven, I, I, I love yeah. this because this is the essence of the journey that I think everyone who's listening in is, is on. And we're speaking straight to it today. It is, and it requires, a, it requires a certain level of humility to do this well, right? To do it right. And congratulations for the success you've enjoyed, everybody that's listening, right? So, you know, to go to the next level of leadership, it's, it's going to require a great deal of humility to stop and say, okay, so where are the gaps and what do I need to reconcile to, to become that next level of me, this next iteration of me? Because I'm not going to fire me, but I am going to replace me, right? So to have that the lens of, all right, where are the gaps? Where are the muscles I need to develop? What do I need to start doing? And maybe what do I need to stop doing? Some of us just need a stop doing list, right? And, and watch what happens when you have a clear plan around that. 
if if you're struggling, if you're listening to this and being like, oh my gosh, you guys right between the eyes today. And you know, you're talking to me, <laughs> you're feeling convicted on this or you're energized by it. And you're like, totally exactly what I needed to hear today, right? So, but I don't know where to start. If you don't know where to start, we're very happy to jump on, on a call with you guys. If you want to do a strategy session with us on this, we can just brainstorm around this and figure out exactly where are you right now? Who are you as a leader? Where are your gaps? What do you need to start doing? What do you need to stop doing? If you did a plan of action, this is what we'll do. We'll ha- we're happy to do that. Uh, Dr. Pete, let's just put a link to our schedule for a strategy session down below. We'd be so happy to join you guys and and have this incredibly important discussion to give you the clarity of exactly what you need to do to become the next iteration of you as a leader. So, hey, guys, you know uh, our premise, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. You know, we're all about that and we want to help you get there. So we love that you guys follow the show. We love, we ask you if you enjoy the show to share the show, right? So if you know there was other chiropractors that you thought of during this, like, oh my gosh, my friend who's a chiropractor needs to hear this message right now. Please, you know, it's an act of kindness to share this show with other chiropractors because ultimately, you know, we're going to get to those other chiropractors through you. So until the next time, you guys make it remarkable. Chiro Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Chiro Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, Remarkable CEOs, Dr. Pete Camiolo here in the studio with my very good friend, uh, a partner in life. We have done life together for the last six years, and uh, it's just been transformative. A Remarkable CEO, Remarkable Chiropractor, Remarkable Husband, Father, Chiropractor, a Man of God, and uh, he will share his faith with you, as I know uh, we share our faith together. I had an opportunity to be in a discipleship group with this man, uh, spent a year with him in that. Uh, recently, actually, Dr. Roger and I went through a sprint together in the Sprint Set program. For all of you doctors out there who think you know, you're healthy and you want to stay at the top of your game, I am one of those people. Dr. Roger challenged me to join him in a sprint leading up to our uh, Orlando conversion retention immersion. So we spent a month together. Uh, doing that. And that was an incredible experience for me. I uh, got leaner, fitter, um, it helped my mind, my heart, my body. It was awesome. And we're just honored to have Roger because he's a remarkable CEO. He's one of the the remarkable CEOs in our remarkable CEO program. He's a remarkable success partner. First partner that I met, Dr. Roger, was you. When I went to Boston, uh, 2018, we hit it off right away. And uh, it's just been awesome ever since then, just building a relationship with you. So uh, Doc, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell the uh, my amazing CEOs and audience that's listening in today, who you are, where you are, what you're up to. And then I've got a couple of questions for you today. 
Absolutely. Well, first, uh, my brother, Pete, I call him my brother because he really is, right? Um, I want to just thank you for all that you do because I hear from so many people, whether they're my sprint set doctors that work with me currently or whether they're just chiros that I know or you know docs out there who are just always just praising you of how your heart is, how just you are just, you're there at right at the right moment. You give them the most sound advice. You pray over them. Like all the things that you're doing is just incredible. And, you know, Dr. Steven and all the other coaches in the CEO program have just been amazing. Steven's, you know, been my personal CEO, you know, coach as well. He is, he's great. So anybody who doesn't, isn't in the CEO program, highly, highly recommend it. Who am I? I'm, you know, number one, I am a man of God, right? So I'm a faithful man. I'm a husband to uh, my incredible wife, Christina, uh, who is just a, a blessing. I've been blessed with that. People go, oh, you're so lucky. I go, how lucky, man? I said, I'm blessed. You know, the Lord is just, he's blessing me and he's making, you know, he's giving me favor, right? And she feels the same way. She goes, oh, I'm blessed, right? Um, so that's the relationship that we have. And we have, you know, Sienna is my oldest. Ella is my middle and Skyla is our youngest. You know, I love just spending time with my children. They, they, they matter so much to me. And God has put me, you know, at the head of the household so that I can be there to just show them the way of life, right? I am the founder of Sprintset Energizing Weight Loss System. And I'm also a practicing chiropractor and the CEO, right, of, of the business. And we have a very successful uh, wellness center in Paramus, New Jersey. And again, I am I'm there locking arms with other Sprintset uh, affiliate doctors and providers around the entire nation right now. So that's who I am, man. We're making a difference, right? Making a difference. Yeah. What I love about it, well, first of all, thank you for, for that. There's so much you and I uh, can share and go, go down lots of different paths today, but I want to keep it tight for our uh, podcast listeners, you know, because I really want them to understand the power of your business. I've had the opportunity to come and speak at multiple of your events. And I've watched the power of the business that you have built uh, impacting the chiropractic space and also in the uh, the sprint set space. I have clients that I work with who have sprint set built into their business model. And I see it from a CEO's perspective as well, how powerful this is. So we're talking about CEOs. We're talking to CEOs about how to grow their business. So I want to speak to the first, the problem. We, we say that every business exists to solve problems. You saw a problem when you launched yeah. this. You already had a very successful chiropractic business. You were you were killing it in the space, right? Already. But yet you saw a need and you said, you know what, we're going to fill this. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, give us a two minute Genesis story of how this really started, the problem that you saw, but also the problem you're still, that you see to this day and the problem that Sprint Set Energizing Weight Loss System solves for humanity, but also for the doctor. All right. Awesome. You know, I was a busy doctor and I saw that there was a need for my patients, right? So when there's a need for your patients, and they're coming in and we're adjusting them and doing corrective care and doing functional neurological care, you know, just doing the things that we do. Well, people are still coming in with some joint pain and inflammation in their body. They can this extra weight. They got toxicity going on and you need a solution there. And I said, all right, they're right here. We want to, we want to be here to take care of these people. Right. So I've been involved in many different systems out there. And I saw that there's been so many holes and gaps. One of the holes is that there isn't somebody there to hold people accountable throughout the entire process, because that's such a 
heavy lift. And nobody wants the heavy lift of saying, hey, I got to have somebody that we're watching these people every single day, right? Okay. Then you deal with people's emotions, right? People got to lose weight. There's a lot of emotions on that. A lot of people holding on to, you know, they, they stuff their, their emotions, right, with food. Some of the things that, that they do. So we want to make sure that we have somebody there, a personal coach that is guiding them. And then you also have to have somebody that is throughout that process. Once, once they follow a system, it's got to be a proven system that's going to actually work. And then you have to have support for them for how long? For a lifetime, right? You don't want it to be a yo-yo like everything else that's out there. And then you say, okay, well, I also want to make sure that I can see what's going on. So now you have to have a software that could actually look at what's going on in real time. And I wanted to be able to see specific parameters, like, all right, what's going on with their energy? What's going on with their uh, weight? What's going on with their mood? What's going on with their cellular inflammation, right? If they got oxidative stress going on, I wanna take a look at their body composition. I wanna be able to see all of that real time. And I wanna see every conversation that's happening with a participant and a, and a coach at any point in time. So that's how I developed sprint set to seal all those gaps for our own office and then be able to bring it out to the world, right? And I mean, just the results have just been mind-blowing. Mind the difference that we're seeing in people's lives and the sustainability of this is, yeah. is, is, is really just amazing, really amazing people. So, I, I mean, just the fact that you just solved all those problems, I could see all those being issues. I, I literally was, as you were talking, I was writing down the accountability gap. And I just wrote that down. I was like, the accountability gap, you actually resolved that where the, one of the reasons why people fall through the cracks in any part of life is because there's a lack of accountability. You've solved that with yeah. the personalized coaching, with the proven system, with the support for a lifetime, with visibility into the parameters in real time. I mean, yeah. creating all these things is just incredible. You know, we like to say that, you know, you know, results is the result of three things in the chiropractic practice. We talk about it's getting your adjustments in rhythm. It's breaking those bad habits and building those good habits and doing those supportive exercises at home. When you do these three things at the same time over time, that's where your results live. And I wanted you to talk about uh, results. I wanted you to talk about, so you look, I mean, when I think about what you're doing, you're literally hitting the second leg of that stool. You're basically saying, listen, you could be getting your chiropractic adjustments in rhythm you may be doing those exercises at home, but what about those breaking those bad habits, building those good habits? You talked about the toxicities, you talked about deficiencies, you talked about the lifestyle stresses, you talked about these things. That's a major leg of the stool. Can you talk about the you know, return on the investment? And we think about it in, in the terms of the four limited resources, not the one resource of money, but time. Busy doctor, you said. Energy. Where are you going to come up with more energy? You're already busy. Focus. Man, you got a family, three beautiful children. Why? I mean, you've got all these multiple businesses to run. Focus. And then the money. So talk about the ROI. If I'm a CEO listening and I'm like, hey, I've been interested in putting weight loss into my clinic and integrating in, what does this look like? What does it look like as far as an investment initially to get it going, to keep it going? What kind of engagement can we expect? Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, so for, for a TRP doctor, it is $0 out of pocket because we've waived the uh, initial fee, right? So now there is no setup fee and it costs you $0. And then from there on every single sale that you get, if it's a full sprint set, you make a $500 return on investment. If it's a short sprint set, you're making a $300 uh, return on investment. And that adds up, you know, that adds up in, in time. And then as far as like text messages, right? That takes time, right? Well, the text campaigns are already done for you. 
right? And they're already being sent out for you. Emails, they're already done. That's already happening for you. Sales, we got a sales team that's actually doing the actual sales for you, right? Uh, we coordinate together to actually, okay, what's going to be the best way to, to continually market for people, like sending out, you know, tips of the day or, or you know, recipe of the week, things like that. It's, it's, done, it's done for you. And then the coaching is done for you, right? Like you don't have to do that. So mm-hmm. essentially you're just, you're being an ambassador. You're sharing the good news, so to say, and you're leveraging, um, you're leveraging our people, our technology and our systems to help you support your people. Like there is, I always say that there's, there's, there's money everywhere, right? That you're missing out on and here you are and they're going to someone else looking for that. But you're doing that by making a difference. And as a chiropractor, we always want to make a difference. And we're always, many times we're giving things away, right? Well, people are looking for what, what mm. sprints at. They're looking for that. A lot of them are dealing with hormonal resistance. A lot of them are dealing with toxicity. A lot of them are dealing with cellular inflammation. A lot of them have weight loss challenges, right? A lot of them have emotional distressors going on. Sprintset can be a support system for you and you should definitely leverage that, right? So it, it, it helps with every single one of those things. You know, time, you want to be able to go away on vacation and not have to worry about it. Guess what? It runs for you, right? You know, you, you, you want to be able to be at your kid's baseball game, dance, you know, my daughter has lacrosse tonight. Guess what? I'm going to be go doing that. And I know that there are some sprint set sales that are happening today while I'm doing that, right? So I'm yep. leveraging resources. And these are the things that, that you want to do. Now, I'm not saying that you'll never have to put any investments because you will. Like, hey, we, we dry out the well of, of new patients and stuff and we want to market out to your community. Yeah, you'll have to do some, some you know, marketing spend, things like that. But guess what? We will build your landing pages for you. Like we'll build all those assets. All you're doing is paying the, you know, the ad spend you know, for something like that in order to drive traffic. We'll show you ways to be able to drive more traffic chiropractically as well. You know, Sprintset is created for the busy doctor by the busy doctor. Something that's also great is you get somebody who comes in for weight loss. They do that. Then they refer their family members and friends who never walked in your door chiropractically but now become chiropractic patients because once they go through sprint set, they automatically get set up for a nervous system evaluation. So they get a chiropractic check. And then it's your, it's your job to, to move them over to the main thing, right? Because you as a chiropractor want to keep the main thing, the main thing, and you should, and then let us do the rest. And that's, Good. that's it. It's awesome, Doc. I mean, just so much gold there. And I loved how you have built. I've, I've watched also the evolution of your business, the transformation as you've continued to move with the uh, with the times and you're recognizing the needs of the doctors. And I love your sensitivity and your your speed of implementation, your willingness to pivot, to continue to customize and optimize your service for the providers so that they can successfully help more people. So I love all of that. And if you don't know what even the, the evolution has been over the last three, four, five years, what Dr. Roger is doing, it's continuing to listen to the feedback from the you as the providers and continue to refine and refine and refine their system. You're always, always, I know in the lab refining doc. And I love that about you, man. Uh, Last question here is, you know, considering, you know, we talk to CEOs as CEOs, we always think in three frames of time. We think in the frame of now, next, and ultimately. And so I want to, I want you to put on your, your visionary and strategic hat for a minute and speak to the CEOs about the future. And I want you to you know, you, you're around the profession, you're a leader amongst leaders and you're, you're, as you look ahead, 
um, and you assess the needs of our profession, our great chiropractic profession. And how are you and what SprintSet is doing actually helping doctors be more prepared to succeed in the future? How, how do you see yourself as part of that, Doc? Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, it's a, a great question, right? Every office out there, I believe, in, in our space today has to have a lifestyle component. You have a life flow, and then, which is chiropractic, right? How much life is flowing through somebody's body, and we're going to keep that happening. And you got lifestyle. And when people look at lifestyle, they look at different things. All right, do I exercise? How much water do I drink? What should I be putting in my body? When should I be putting in my body? How much should I be putting in my body? Oh, today there's a new app that, that comes out and it's telling me to do this and it's tracking this. Uh, oh, I can take this nutritional assessment today. It'll tell me what I need. Well, we're already ahead of all of that. We already have the assessment tools that are built out to test somebody's nutrition and tell them what they need for their body. I just had a conversation with a lady today about that. And she goes, never seen anything like this before. You could just, I just take this assessment. It's going to tell me exactly what I need. Absolutely. Yeah. Why? Because it's been linked with, with an algorithm, right? So based on labs and subjective complaints, we put it together and now it spits out a report, gives them a report card, A, B, C, D, F. This is your grade. This is what's been going on. This is what you indicated is going on in your body. This is what you need. That's support. But we're always doing that, right? Now, instead of going just bottles, now we're working on the next iteration. What's next? Oh, now let's get some custom packs. So we're working on these custom packs, right? So that people can just have custom packs and have them at different times of the day, et cetera, like that. We're always thinking what's next. That's why we built this also, this, this software to stay ahead of the game. We put millions of dollars in there. And we're always thinking this way. What can we automate? What can we delegate? What, what needs to get eliminated, right? Automate, delegate, eliminate. If something isn't working, we got to eliminate it, right? Because we, we kept trying out to change the map around, we're going to eliminate it. But one thing that we're always doing is looking to see whatever else, everyone else is already doing, what does work, what isn't working, what do we need to do? We're listening and we are, we're, we're going full, full speed ahead. And I can tell you right now that Five years from now, we'll continually be ahead of the curve as we are right now, because I truly don't believe that there's anything out there that is going toe to toe on every single aspect. There's some systems out there that work really well, right? Don't get me wrong, but I feel like we are really ahead of the curve and we want to partner. We want to lock arms with the Kairos out there because Kairos are the best profession out there. We need to be leading this charge, not letting everybody else leading this charge. I met with MDs the other day and they go, wow, man, what you're doing is just mind blowing. And I'm going, and they go, you know, chiropractors are smart. And I go, yeah, they are. And I know that if you're a smart chiro and you're a CEO, that you are going to do everything you can to leverage and you don't need to be doing the heavy lifting. Let us do it with you, okay? And if we do that, we can make a difference together and get more chiropractic patients to actually come through the doors together. And that's what I got, brother. Give awesome. Give some time, freedom, with your family. Well, you're a great listener. And I know that the listeners uh, to this are also great listeners. So uh, for them, it's, it's all about, you know, where do we go from here? So best way for a listener to learn more, get in contact with you or your team or take the next step. Doc, what do you advise? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my personal cell phone number, which I don't do. Okay. Here's my personal cell phone number, 201-906-7650. That's my personal cell phone number. You can shoot me a text, okay? 
I'm not even passing you off to my team, even though I got a team and everything, okay? If you want to go that route, just go to info at sprintset.com and then you'll you'll get my team, okay? And just say, hey, I'm interested in, in Sprintset and they'll get you all set up, okay? But you could also just me a personal text. I'll take that text, say who you are, and we'll connect from there. I'll make it personal here because I like to be relational, not transactional. Because whoever I lock arms with, I plan on having you in my life, right? So let's do let's do great things together. It's awesome. So you heard it here. So Dr. Rogers said you could reach out to him directly, and I would do that if I were you. And I know he's a man of his word, and uh, he is all about relationships. Two zero one. 906-7650. You can also go to info at sprintset.com. Dr. Roger, thank you for being a remarkable brother and friend, remarkable CEO, remarkable success partner for Sprintset Energizing Weight Loss Systems and what you guys are doing to help chiropractic and chiropractors help more people. And thank you for joining me here today on our podcast. For all of you who are listening, thanks for tuning in. Remember to tune in next week for the next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Until then, God bless you and take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.